for us in our group, I would say it's been reinvigorating. It's something that we all uh, have that entrepreneurial spirit, I'd say, in our group. So to be able to not only have it inside of you, but to be able to express it outside, to brand yourself, to market yourself, to create certain niches, to tell your story the way it should be told versus what someone in some you know corner office in some you know major metropolitan cities telling you that's tell it for us is very powerful in the local market that we serve. So I would just say, don't be afraid of it, embrace it. It's actually an amazingly rewarding experience for, once again, the people you serve, they become advocates for you. They congratulate you for taking on the responsibility of being a business owner. Well, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We've only got a little bit of time, so I think in the interest of making sure we cover as much ground as possible, I'm going to jump in quickly, and I'm going to go directly to you, Jeff. Let's kick this thing off with just going back to kind of where we all came from. So let's go back to the Wirehouse days. When you think about your business there then, what were the pain points that made you and Anthony focus on the concept of independence and wanting to do things a little differently? Sure, Rob. Uh, it's, it's great to see you, uh, as always. Good to see you. But uh, yeah, we, we would tend to say that the biggest issues were the bureaucracy, you know, the lack of local decision making, uh, the lack of having advocates to um, to support you where you needed support. You know, the answers were were constantly no, that things uh, couldn't be done a certain way, even though you knew them to be in the best interest of your clients. Uh, you know, firms. <laughs> Uh, that we came from were very um, regimented and uh, thought that everyone had to fit into their mold, uh, advisor, client, whatever the case may be, where uh, that's clearly not the way uh, we see our clients or see ourselves. So that that was our, probably our main pain point was that there was no one size fit all answer for us or for our people. And that's what led us to make the decision. Or that's one of the reasons that led us to make the decision to independence. Yeah, I, I can hear all of that. Um, TF and Dave, you like like all the advisors here, you both have very long careers. Dave, I, if I remember correctly, you even had some time as a producing manager as well, right? So what what are your thoughts on on that question when you look back on it? Oh, we're talking about this in December of 2021. And if you were in the wirehouse for any length of time, you knew about this time of year that the new comp plan was coming out. <laughs> yeah. And all the guys, you know, I was the manager of the Morgan Stanley branch for the last 10, 15 years before I left there. And the talk always after Thanksgiving was, okay, how much are they cutting this year? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a slow learner. I was at the wirehouse for 37 years. And uh, it was, you know, just a little worse every single year. And you came to expect it. And, uh, you know, it's nice to get to the end of the year where we're at now and be making twice what we were making inside the wirehouse. Yeah. And not be dealing with, uh, you know, what's the new comp plan going to look like? Yeah. I mean, that's really refreshing. So, you know, that's a big deal. And the other thing I would say from the wirehouse experience, there were so many little things where, you know, if you were a small household, you know, you had a $10,000 account with us, uh, my son and I over at Morgan Stanley, 
you're in this small household category and they charge you 50 bucks every single quarter because you're a small household. Right. And all that sort of stuff just got so annoying that uh, this has been really, you know, four and a half going on five years, the best decision we've ever made. Oh, thanks. That's great to hear that, Dave. I appreciate it. <laughs> TF, any thoughts on that on that front? Yeah, for sure. I think I'd, I'd piggyback on what Jeff said and and, and add a little bit of uh, to that. But um, you know, I'm a big believer in in feedback and in creating change. And I realized very quickly that the wirehouses <laughs> don't want your feedback and and aren't all that interested in changing to what you think is important. <laughs> and um, so that was a big pain point for sure. And and honestly, I came into this with uh, the mantra of the client's interest should always come first. And that was getting put further and further and further behind. And it was becoming the firm's interest must come first and the client's going to fit into that mold. And to me, it just wasn't an acceptable business for me ethically. And and really, I didn't think it was what the client's was in the client's best interest. So um, those are my two, my two main ones. Yeah, those are big. And, you know, um, we hear that pretty consistently with everybody we talk to nowadays. It it was sporadic in the early days. Of course, we've been doing this for 10 years now. So in the early days, there were a lot of motivations and mainly people were just upset with being told what to do or what to wear or when they had to be in the office. But these days, I think the fiduciary mindset has really taken hold. And, and we do hear that a lot more often from, from a lot of the people that we're, we're talking to. Let me jump to the next question. I'll just throw this out to the group, whoever wants to take it. So talk to me now about how things are different from a mindset perspective now that you all are business owners. How do you approach the business differently than you used to? What what would you want to tell people who maybe haven't had the experience of being a business owner, what it's like to be that person now and, and how that changes sort of how you approach things? Um, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. Um, okay. So you know, not not everyone uh, wants to be a business owner. Um, right. I, I think I think we all realize that. Uh, hopefully, our professionals that are in this industry, and we realize some guys or gals just that this isn't their cup of tea to become a business owner. But it's it it's not something to be afraid of either. You know, the entrepreneurial spirit that I think is in most of us. Once again, not all of us, but in most of us, to ultimately do what's right for our people. You know, do what do what's right for your clients. Do what's right for your staff. Do what's right for your your teammates, and everything else just follows. So yeah, the, you know, there's some extra decisions, uh, especially upfront, that need to be made when when you consider this option of independence. But don't let that be a burden, because quite frankly. Uh, once you get over those initial hurdles of, of making some of those decisions, those decisions are made and now you just move on and you move forward. For us in our group, I would say it's been reinvigorating. It's something that we all uh, have that entrepreneurial spirit, I'd say, in our group. So to be able to um, not only have it inside of you, but to be able to express it outside, to brand yourself, to market yourself, to create certain niches, to tell your story the way it should be told versus what someone in some you know corner office in some you know major metropolitan cities telling you that's tell it for us is very powerful in the local market that we serve. So I would just say, don't be afraid of it, embrace it. It's actually an amazingly rewarding experience for, once again, the people you serve, they become advocates for you. They, they, they congratulate you for taking on the responsibility of being a business owner. 
And, and once again, you can craft your message any way um, that's in the best interest of your people. Yeah, I think it's well said, Jeff. Well, I was just going to say, I, I agree with what Jeff said and, and kind of one of the most daunting things, and I didn't really realize it until we came over, but is how much freedom you have to do your own marketing and to to design your office the way you want it to be done. And, and that being said, it, it takes me a bit out of my normal wheelhouse and comfort as far as doing marketing and stuff like that. But I've swapped those things for things that I hated doing at the wirehouses <laughs> with the compliance stuff and, you know, answering to people and, and not being able to do it the way you wanted to. So it's a, uh, it's, it's both a blessing and a curse, but I love it a lot more than what I was doing at the wirehouse. And, and, you know, learning to me is one of the most important things. And we're learning so many more aspects of actually running a business besides just kind of plug and play. And, and I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, and, you know, I'm relatively new in this, but I'm really looking forward to that process and, and designing that more and being able to market myself and our brand and our firm the way we really want to. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I think, I think what we try to do from, from our side of the deal, and I think you guys have all been a part of this in one form or another, is we try to make sure you don't feel like you're figuring this stuff out by yourself, right? That, you know, we do have that 10-year track record of doing this, and we do have dozens of firms around the country and we've done this every which way you can do it. And we've made, hopefully we've made almost every mistake you can make along the way, but not made the same mistake twice. And so you get the benefit of that. And I, and I think each of you in your own way, as I think about the the backstory for each of your firms, I think we've, we've gone through that process with you all. And hopefully that reinforces this notion that you can be independent, but not be on your own. And, and that's really what, what this model is all about. It's about making sure that you're fully supported but that you become the business owner, you know, and that, and that means a lot. And in fact, that sort of leads me to the next question, which is in addition to the, the branding and, and the authenticity of that, which, which you got, you now have, and, and your clients can respond to like to Jeff's point there, they key in on it and they congratulate you for it. And we hear that all the time as well. What about, talk to me about the equity ownership element. Like what does that do to you? sort of in your in your heart as you as you think about business and you think about the the forward looking view of things and and Dave I'm going to direct this one to you because I know I know that you think about this and we've talked about it so tell tell us your thoughts on that front with regard to equity um I guess I'll back up just a little bit because I wanted to say that uh, one of the priorities that Casey and I had when we left the wirehouse and came over here is we wanted every single client to be better off at our new firm, at our new brand than they were at a wirehouse. And without exception, I mean, we brought over five, almost 600 clients. Without exception, every single one of them was better off. Yeah. And what happens when you take care of your people, like we intended to do when we came over, all of a sudden they get it. And they yeah. say, hey, this is the same group that I've worked with for 20 years, but it's a new and improved group. And as a result of that, I'm sort of dumbfounded with the amount of referral that we've got mm -hmm. just by treating people the right way and taking care of them. I mean... I'm sort of flabbergasted how much our assets have grown and how much word of mouth has come our way just because they know us and we're going to take care of people and do the right thing for them. Yeah. We would have been reluctant, Rob, <laughs> to, to make a change 
without the support that your group provided, I mean, it was sort of, you know, jumping out into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. But having someone who uh, had our back and we trusted you guys to do that to begin with, and you've made good on every single promise. And that's incredible. So, uh, you know, that's been really important. As far as equity in it, I think, I mean, for us, both Casey and I, I mean, it's a benefit. I intend to pass my practice on to my son. Mm -hmm. But there's something marvelous about being able to build a practice that you know has doubled in value in five years and you can keep growing it and keep doing it and being able to pass that along to him and then maybe him to his kids or, or if he finds the right partner, you know, 20 years down the road when I can't do it anymore, that's incredibly valuable to me. And, and being able to pass on a business and a clientele <laughs> that I really care about. I mean, these were clients 35, 40 years ago. They are all dear friends at this point. Yeah. And so, you know, building equity and taking care of people, all those are just tremendous benefits. Yeah. And I think along that line, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I hear as the CEO of the, you know, the, the business that supports your businesses is this, this idea that my personal and my professional job satisfaction is through the roof. You know what I mean? That, that it's not, it doesn't feel like a job anymore. It feels more like a, I mean, if you want to call it a calling or, or a service or what have you, that even though there are times when we, meaning advisors, work harder than we, we may have in the past, that it, there's a real passion behind it now because the satisfaction is so, is so high. And that's sort of what you're, that's sort of what you're hinting at there in, in your comments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have the ability to really go deeper with our, our clients and, and they are like family to us. And uh, uh, not to put words in their mouths, but we actually asked our clients, you know, how, how would they describe us? And the most common response we got was family. Yeah. And, and to us, that's powerful. And, um, you know, by doing hopefully the right things for our people, serving as their fiduciary and working in their best interest, Everything else just follows. It really does. It's a happier environment for us and our staff. Uh, it's a great environment for our people that we serve. And yeah, along the way, we we continue to build equity. And you know, I don't want to say that's ancillary because there's a lot of meaning to it. But yeah, whether that's uh, as Dave described his situation with KC or my own personal situation one day with, with my kids or Anthony, my business partner and his kids, if, if they become interested in the industry, to be able to take them under your wing without the pressure of, of what a wirehouse puts these younger folks through, I think is immensely powerful. And if, if that's not the way it goes, then you know we're here to serve our clients for as long as is right. And then the opportunity to monetize our practice in some fashion, uh, internally yeah. with Kestra, externally uh, with other firms. Uh, you know, ultimately uh, the choice is ours, and and that's clearly a huge advantage of independence, right? You know, uh, I don't want to say we're the freedom fighters, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's not kid ourselves here. But yeah, yeah um, you know, freedom reigns, and yeah. uh, it's a great place. Uh, it's a great feeling, and it's a, it's a great place to be. 
And knowing that you and Scott and the whole PWS team are our advocates, as Dave said, if we jump into the deep end of the swimming pool, that you guys are there uh, with the life preserver at the ready, just in case, to deal with the things that, quite frankly, coming from the wirehouses, we didn't either have experience dealing with or good experience dealing with or our, our knowledge base around, that we know that you and the team are there for us. Once again, it's hard to get better than that, guys. It really yeah. is. Thanks. Appreciate that. And yeah, I mean... You just basically hit exactly the sort of the methodology around putting this business model together and, and what we've continued to try to build, which is a team of people that are passionate about treating you, the advisor, like the client. And that's what that's what this team gets up every day to do. That's new, right? I mean, I think that's I, I spent a long time, as you know, being a financial advisor and and a little bit of time in the management side. And, and I don't think I felt that anywhere in, in that business model that that you know we would be the client at all, even though it was you know the the client and the relationship with the client that I think is the center of the universe. But be that as it may, well, that's what we're trying to shoot for. That's what we're aiming for. So when you when you say that, I, I take that as a great compliment to to my team who whom I love dearly and who get up every day to to really get after it on on behalf of, of folks like you. No, you sure um, not. And I'll, I'll just interject one quick point. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It no, no, go monopolizes. Ahead. Is it took Anthony and I uh, almost, quite frankly, we've been here four years. It took us almost two years to really get our hands around the concept and the fact that we're not employees, right? We, mm-hmm. we don't work. I mean, you've always expressed it to us that you guys work for us, quite frankly. Right. And right. that's that's a different mindset, right? We came from a mindset for 20 years. We were at the wires. Where not only were we employees, but almost someone had their kind of their finger on us at all times. Right. Um, that that just takes time to kind of unwind and relearn, and it is such a rewarding and breathtaking experience. And no, once again, I use the word advocate. That you guys are our advocates. You guys are our partners. But that that once again, you and your team are there to help us and work for us and with us, not the other way around. And that's just once again, it's another credence to why independence um, in this model for us and I think many should make a lot of sense. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of what you all sell to the extent that you sell anything, but you know, a lot of the process that you have and the relationships with your clients is similar in some respects to the way we deal with advisors who are considering independence and considering our model. And of course, our model is not a silver bullet. You know, it's not the, there is no perfect model, right? There, there are so many choices out there in this, in this market now. But what we try to impress upon people is while, while there is no silver bullet, we're not going to leave you alone. We're not going to mandate that you do very many things. And we're going to, we're going to be here you know, to make sure that you you get where you want to go, that it's about really, it is about where you want to go. I agree a lot with both what, with what both Dave and Jeff said, but I, but I also think it's really, especially what Jeff was saying about, I'm still a little bit gun shy from the, from the wirehouse side, you know? And so when I reach out and call somebody <laughs> yeah. sometimes, I'm like, should I do this? Or like, not? oh, compliance like, is calling me. Oh no. <laughs> right? And, and it's, it, it and, and to your point with compliance, it really is, they're here to help you and yeah. help you do things properly. They're not here to beat you and then and then beg for forgiveness afterwards. But um, but the whole Kestra group and the back office and you know we joined right before COVID, so we kind of had some limited face to face with people. But even so, like when you pick up the phone and call somebody, you you know that person. You've had dealings with them in the past, and it's more of a it's more of a family environment, really. As, as corny as that sounds, and 
you know, I certainly couldn't reach out and text the CEO of my previous firm. And so that, that whole environment and, and, um, you know, just, it's just a family environment that I've really enjoyed and really appreciated that. And y'all have done an amazing job with that. I appreciate you saying that. It's, you know, I, what I was going to say before was it's such an intangible thing, you know, when, when advisors are asking us kind of what separates us from the, from the crowd, I, I, I try to sort of talk about what all three of you are talking about. And, and I don't know that it always resonates because it's hard. It's a hard thing sort of to, to what Jeff, what you said and to what TF said, it's a hard thing to get. And even when you get here, it takes a little while to have that mindset change, but the, the intangibility of what that kind of service and what that sort of um, closeness and that family environment that you're talking about yep. really do for you on an acceleration of your business and all that kind of stuff is a hard thing to, to convince some people of and because some people are, are looking for a transaction. You know I mean? They, it's a, it's a monetary thing, pure and simple. Where am I going to have the best you know, monetary outcome in whatever form they, you know, they choose to think about that. But we've had teams that didn't join us, unfortunately, that we wanted to join. And I can think of one from about four or five years ago that we stayed in touch with and about a year or a year and a half in, you know, we're all friends. We're all talking and they're saying, boy, you know, now we get it. Now we understand what you were talking about. We wish we had understood it more when we were going through the process. We might have made a different decision, but it is a hard thing to transmit. So, yeah. So I, I think this model, right, this, the, 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 the hybrid model that you and Scott and the team have developed, Rob, um, I think you guys thread the needle, right? It's a concept of, of having your cake and eating it too, right? You yeah. can, you can, um, achieve some monetary reward for the transition and, and the compensation and payouts and all that kind of stuff. But you also, you find culture again, you almost find religion again. And, and, yeah. you know, it was 25 years ago, almost when I started that Dean Witter and back then culture mattered who they brought in um, at times mattered to, to firms and who they hired. And that's what I see with, with you and Scott and the team, right? You guys aren't bringing on just any team. Um, you guys are right. doing your due diligence. And so is, you know, who's thinking of you guys. But yeah, you know that you're not just going to bring in anyone just because they can produce X amount of dollars wherever they're coming from. That, yeah. that culture does matter. It's too important to mess up. And uh, I can't tell you how much I know Anthony and I appreciate that. that we've come to know guys like Dave and Casey and TF and so many guys throughout PWS and you know, we haven't come across anyone that we'd say, geez, what the heck are they thinking bringing that guy or gal on board? Or, you know, hey, that was just a money deal. They, they, yeah. You know, that, that person's, you know, a, a blank piece of paper. But yeah. um, so I think, you know, you guys deserve a lot of credit. We know it's not perfect, right? Anyone who's thinking about making a transition, if you think it's perfect, you, you're, 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 you know, you got something else coming to you. It's work, but it's it's well worth it. And like I said, I would describe it as as, as having your cake and eating it too. Uh, there's some monetary benefits for sure, short and long term. But I, I also think very, very powerfully that that the culture of PWS is uh, is awesome. Well, you know, thanks for saying that. I, I would tell you that the, the luxury that we have is to not have to be in a hurry. You know, Dave can speak to this in the old systems. You were in a hurry. And, you know, it was about getting people in the door, getting the bodies in the seats. If you could fog a mirror and you had a requisite minimum amount of gross production, let's go, let's go, you know, not worried about the culture. The culture was sort of going to take care of itself somehow. But in this instance, we have the luxury of not having to be in a hurry. And, 
and we tell people that, you know, and, and like, I, like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay if, if you don't like us, you know, and it's okay if we don't like you. I mean, there's, there are plenty of options out there and, and you should find the play because there is no right answer. The right answer is who you fit with, you know, um, what firm feels right to you very often outside of the economic issues, but that very often that's the right answer. And, um, there's no apology needed or or required for people that don't fit, which, you know, there's just, there are too many, too many fish in the sea on both sides of that for us, either side to make a mistake on that front. So that's, that's our core belief. One thing I was going to add, I think most advisors are like I was, you know, you're trying to build equity in your practice, but uh, the most you could contribute was like 18 or 19,000 to your 401k plan. Yeah. And I'm kind of amazed in, you know, we did that 401k contribution and we do a profit sharing match, but both Casey and I have been able to put in about $60,000 a year. So in four years, I mean, we're building a quarter of a million dollars equity, <coughs> just funding our retirement plans. Yeah. And you contrast that where we might've been able to put 60 or 80,000 in at the wirehouse. And we put it in pre-tax. So we have a lot of flexibility as to what our taxable income is by making profit-sharing contributions and that sort of thing. And so you're building equity in your practice every single year as you fund your own investment vehicles. And and I think that's awesome. It's totally totally correct and absolutely something we undersell. Uh, It's a little difficult to get too deep into the weeds on what it means to be a 1099 taxpayer when you're talking to somebody who's got, you know, a lot of things swirling mm-hmm. in their head about leaving the wirehouse and and trying to get set up in a new practice. But we obviously we talk about it, but it's hard to get too deep into the weeds. But but you're absolutely right, Dave. And and the the opportunities beyond just being a business owner, right? The 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 day-to-day value of a dollar type of opportunities that come with being a 1099 taxpayer are just such a different world that we've all than what we've all come from. And it's it is and it has always been the point that this is the opportunity for for folks like us to have the sorts of outcomes that our best clients have. You know, you look into your your book of business, very often your best clients are people that own or bought or sold businesses. And, and you, you start to, once you get out here and you start doing this, you begin to have a real full appreciation for why they were so successful. Um, because there are just so many advantages that we couldn't tap into as employees you know, in the, in the old firm. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. But, and one thing I'd add real quick is um, when I went through this process, I probably interviewed 30 different firms and the main important thing to me was it needed to be a place where I felt comfortable and that I knew my clients would feel comfortable. And yeah. and Kestra, as I drilled down, really felt that way. And a big part of that was on the private well side, we're all we all came from this, not necessarily the same firm, but from the same environment and had the same pressure points. And we kind of have, we're not all in the same office, but we have a group of peers that have been through the same thing. We're all ex-wirehouse guys. We all have similar books of business. And I that was really important to me coming across was that, you know, these are actually my peers. I'm not way ahead of these guys or way behind these guys. We're all kind of the same 
we're all in the same boat. Yeah, that's a that's a fascinating point, and it's probably something that I've just begun to sort of take for granted, and I forget that 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 matters, and that <laughs> frankly there there aren't that many models like ours that have that sort of consistency out there where where that's the case. So I, again, I appreciate you mentioning that. I ju I just think there's so much to tell people about the advantages of of, of the independent model. I, I think the key word for us is flexibility, right? Um, whether it's on your 1099 and your taxes, whether it's on how you want to brand or market yourself, whether it's how you want to design and lay out your office, whether it's the technology or the software packages you want to use, whether it's the, you know the strategies you want to employ, the one word I think we kind of that resonates with with us is flexibility. That uh, this model and there's many different models agreed, but this does have some uniqueness uh, for sure. That it, it, in our eyes, at least, gives us the best of, of many worlds, even yet not perfect. Once again, there is no such thing, but it allows us as business owners to kind of achieve maximum flexibility. And that, I think, for us at least, allows us to do things in the best interests of our people. And that's as good as it gets for us. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. No, I was going to say, I don't think I could say it any better than Jeff just did. Yeah. Where having the support, for the things you really don't want to do on your own, but uh, having the support from Kestra, but being able to do everything you really want within your own practice and being as flexible as you want to do, I, I, those are just outstanding benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it brings to mind a, a quick story. So right after COVID travel sort of reopened, the first place I went coincidentally was, was out to Ponte Vedra to visit, TF and his dog there, <laughs> uh, and and we I, I started there because I just was going to hit all the offices on the on the Atlantic coast of Florida. So I started on the north side and then just worked my way down south. And every stop that I made, I and I think this would be a universal comment, but at every stop that I made, somebody in the in the team in the firm said something like, "Thank God we had our own office during COVID." Number one, it was a place to go and and kind of get away from homeschool and, and and everything else. But but number two, all of our friends were locked out of their offices for the better part of a year, and and it was up to us to decide how we wanted to handle whether we were going to go to the office with our staff and with uh, without our staff and all that kind of stuff. And it was a, uh, I mean, obviously we never want to go through that again for all the reasons that we never want to go through that again. But it was an interesting moment kind of moment of revelation for me to uh, to this point about flexibility and, and control and autonomy and it was so consistent and i bet if i could have hit you know all 40 plus offices around the country in the same week i probably would have heard that everywhere i went you know it was just it was so consistent so rob uh, ironically last night i ran into a friends of ours uh, anthony and i uh, that we used to work with years ago um they're at another wirehouse still and their office is still not open that's unbelievable. For them to go into. Uh, the manager goes in one day a week. The assistant branch manager goes in one day a week. They rotate the assistant staff one day a week to cover some phones. But advisors are not allowed to enter the office. And we're 20 whatever months, 20, 22 wow. months into this pandemic. So once again, it goes back to me, at least to flexibility. If you want to work from home, like I am this afternoon, you can work from home. If you want to work from your office where I was this morning, meeting with clients, you work from your office. Uh, right. You know, once again, however is, is best for your, your clients and in your practice, have at it, just do it right. 
and uh, have some fun along the way. We're all for that as well. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, do it right. And uh, everything else, like I said, really does take care of its place. But it was shocking to us yesterday having that conversation that these guys are still not allowed to go back into their branch offices. Um, that is just unbelievable. Yeah. And it was even more than that. A lot of them were even allowed to see clients face to face. Yeah. So the offices were reopened. Wow. That's wild. It's still yeah. wild. But you're still paying 60% to the man. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> they didn't change that. Go, go figure. Go figure. Yeah. Well, look, I know we're a little over time here. So um, I want to say thank you guys to, yeah, to you. all of you for, for taking the time and, and sharing your thoughts with us. And, and as I'm looking at you, and this is completely by accident, it's interesting. We have two father-son firms here represented here, and we have the closest two guys partnership I've ever witnessed in my life. So I, I know that I know that you three have a deep appreciation for for connection and for loyalty and 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 all that stuff. And the and the family comments that were made uh, earlier, I think, bear that out. It's just. It's great to work with great people, um, and and I I can't overstate that. And and to the point that, that I think was Jeff made earlier about you know who who comes aboard and who doesn't. This is all this is all kind of a, a great example of that. And and we just I think maybe that's an, another luxury that Scott and the team and I have. And and that is not that we're you know intentionally keeping anybody out, but we're also intentionally bringing people aboard, and that tends to be people that we that we want to work with and that share our values and you know have a have a cultural alignment with us so i appreciate each of you from that perspective i will wish you all a happy holiday season season's greetings and um and thank you again for your time today really really do appreciate you sharing your thoughts